Hello and welcome to Movie Buffs, a show that covers the best action films of all time. I'm your host, Shani B. You can find me on all the socials at It's Me, Shani B. And I'm Cisco from Misfit Minded Media Reviews. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Misfit underscore Minded and on Twitter at Rampage underscore Misfit and my website at MisfitMinded.com. Yes. And because we'll never, ever get tired of, uh, of talking about the champ, today never. we're... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had to go back in. We had to talk about another film from another iconic character here. So we're doing 1988's Rambo 3, which I'm pretty excited about. Um, 35th course, anniversary, 35th, is, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I forgot that it was an anniversary. Oh, yeah. Wow. 35 <laughs> years is pretty wild. That's yeah. pretty wild. Um, of course, Sly wrote it, as he always does, with Sheldon Ledich. I don't know too much of, of his work, but they really teamed up here and did something fun and exciting. Um, <laughs> it's directed by Peter McDonald, and it stars Sly, Richard Crenna, and Kurt Woodsmith to two old guys that I really like that are funny to me um, playing serious guys. So oh, yeah. this, this is good. Um, if you haven't seen it, uh, you guessed it. Rambo is back this time. He's sent into Af the Afghanistani desert to rescue Colonel Troutman from some Soviets that are trying to occupy the area. It is very 1980s in all the best ways. Um, what did you think? What did you what do you make of this of this third film in the Rambo franchise? Honestly, I'm still like processing it. Like it still has not computed it's fully. It's like <laughs> my you want to know my read on it is the only thing that made sense to me by the end was that the uh the whole movie is just like a fever dream that Rambo was having uh you know with the monks. You know, he's just like, yes. I, I don't know, smoking opium or something. And he just dreams of one last mission to rescue his, you know, <laughs> former friend and, and uh, lieutenant. And so yep. he's just he's. And so, I mean, it, that's the only way it makes sense to me, honestly. You know, what I it's mean? truly like, wild. It's, like, it's there's so much ridiculous shit in here where like they truly were just trying to top every kill, every stunt. Um you know, it was a dozen guys, two dozen guys, a helicopter, a tank, um, you know, bazookas. It was just, yeah, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot, but uh, if it could be there, it was there. But um, I don't know. I, I the the only thing that's I'm like mixed on it, I guess. But the only thing that uh, it sort of won me over by the end. But the only thing that uh really brought it down for me it was just like the middle was such a slog like it was just it was it, it got so slow it, there was a dip yeah like the pacing of it and it was just like okay we did we did not need uh no rambo movie should be over 90 minutes like that should just be like a good rule of thumb like it should just <laughs> never <laughs> you, you know you just didn't need i mean like there was like a subplot with like a kid at one point and it was like Snip, snip, snip. That did not need to be in there whatsoever. No, uh, we don't need to see the kid get shot. We don't yeah. need to do it. it was, I'm like, I already, you got the colonel from the first movie back. You know, like, I'm invested in that relationship. 
that Rambo has, that father figure relationship that Rambo has with him. Don't, That's right. Don't need an extra kid. Don't need any of that. Like, just focus on that, like the rescue mission. And uh, they get a little sidetracked a couple of times. And so that kind of kept me, um, you know, like at bay. And, you know, I was I was like pretty tired. And I just was like, oh, man, like this is just the this same. This is what we're thing. doing. Over again. Yeah, like, geez. And like, <laughs> you know, it's that thing. It's like after a while, like when there's just so many gunshots and explosions, it just sort of like washes over you. Like, it's just like there's no longer an effect or whatever and so like i guess that can be like a good thing if like that's your thing but like for me it like it did get kind of boring until like i would say that last 15 minute stretch where they truly like were just like yeah went all out yeah (laughs) it's it seemed like they really tried to focus on that uh ending in particular so like that's when i was like perked up again like oh okay this is this is you know a lot different a lot more fun than what we've been doing here and like and then just like the the end title card where it's like dedicated to the Afghani people. <laughs> Classic sly. So confused. Just like, God. Oh man. He was doing what he does deep in his famous franchises, being a geopolitical figure within his films. You know, he's got uh, uh, Drago. And now he has the folks in the Afghani desert. Like, <laughs> I this I had no idea that's what was going to happen here because I thought I had wild. seen Rambo three, but I Me did too. not. Me did too. Not. I didn't know. <laughs> I love when there's like a lost movie like that. When like I think I I I think I didn't know about Die Hard two for the longest time. I always thought with a vengeance same, was same. number two. That's the other, and that's the other one. Yeah, this this Rambo, it gets lost, but it was it was really funny. <laughs> yeah. That's the only I way see... to like I think enjoy it is just like, you know, maybe take an edible or something like that. Like Absolutely. Have, have a few right? have a few drinks if that's more your uh, you know, flavor and then just like sit back and just yeah, I don't know. Like I said, w- let this movie wash over you. <laughs> But yeah, I, I'm yes. with you. I think that's why I picked it because I was like, I swear, I probably have never seen this, and I bet you you haven't either. And, and I was, I was correct. I did not, <laughs> never seen this before. God, it's it's good. It's important to see the ebbs and flows. It's important to know the pieces of a story that you can't just pretend never happened because there is something interesting about how. This story in particular does challenge the character of Rambo to uh, figure out his relationship to his skills as a soldier, his relationship to what he does with those skills, why he does what he does with those skills. So there's still a little bit of material here behind Sly's eyes, well, okay. you know, I but I, I wouldn't say that it's um strong uh you know i wouldn't say it's it's i i feel like i i'm doing the work of being like i know the man behind this character so i know what he's wanting mm-hmm. but uh i don't i think i agree with you it's not doesn't really trans uh, it's on the bottom if i was going to rank the rambo films this is definitely bottom two <laughs> i would it's say true. it's yeah, not like as, it's one... not as bad as last blood but it's just like the pacing the pacing fucking killed it for me i was just like very slow you know and, and like even the there were just certain points where i was just like and there there's there was some times where it was like this is just a simple fix 
like this that that could have saved like i'm thinking yeah. there was one part where you know um the what do you call it? the soldiers you know the backup basically came at the end which i knew mm -hmm. was coming as soon as they were like i don't know we got to wait for more people to come i'm like okay they're gonna come later uh <laughs> exactly they'll be back mm -hmm. to make that moment hit hard which it doesn't in the movie um you know you have to excel like, that like sly and the colonel guy are like at their wits end you know like oh god what are we gonna do like we don't i don't know what else we're gonna do and then they come and save the day and I don't know if it's just because like Sly and it's just like, yeah, no, I don't, I'm not interested in that. Like, or whatever. <laughs> we don't need that. Yeah. But it's just mm -hmm. like, they were pretty much doing good on their own. Like they really didn't need any backup. <laughs> and, and then the, and then the writers came and then it was just like, okay. And it was just like things like that where it was, uh, you know, and even like the, like him breaking him out of the, you know, torture camp that they had, like, uh got, yeah got pretty serious there but like even that was like you know it's it's handled a lot differently i was thinking of like commando which is like the closest thing that schwarzenegger yeah. did to right. Rambo. and right. you know it's just like he comes in guns blazing by himself and it's ridiculous um but like they work up to that moment at the end you know what i mean like it's not just like by the the end of commando is like the middle of rambo 3 <laughs> so it's like they have yeah. they have to keep working their way up after that and it's like oh man it's it's hard and i i will say the one piece of research i did because i was just curious i looked up i always look up roger ebert's reviews because i think they're i know, love that that's, yes that's my guy and yep. um he didn't review the movie but even better he interviewed Sly Stallone before the release of this movie. And Let's it's, go. It's a fucking great piece. Like it's on his website and you can read it. Um, and it's like, basically it's Roger Ebert is, is agreeing with like what we're saying that like sitting down and talking with him, he's surprised at how eloquent he is like about his work and stuff like that. And that there's mm -hmm. more going on that you wouldn't necessarily think when you watch his action movies. And so it's just like, if totally only, if only that could be inserted into the movies you know what i mean like there's something it's that's true. like lost in translation and then but there 100%. is 100 there is one part where he says that in rocky you know like a lot of that was like you know him philosophizing and like you know he was talking blabbing blabbermouth or whatever and that and that when it got to the sequels people would get bored he didn't want people to get bored so that he kept having to like insert more action insert more action so rambo 3 you kind of it's kind of the pinnacle it's the same thing it's like first blood great drama you know vietnam vet story uh dealing with with that fallout from that war and stuff like that and then you get to rambo 3 and it's like we need more action we need more action <laughs> like so. it's true it was fascinating. especially because like yeah there's a lot of action in this movie but there's also like not the same kind of gore that there is in the first two or that will come back in the later films and i did think that was kind of interesting there was a lot of bullets gore in this one a lot of explosions a lot of oh, choppers and tanks though. and shit oh god so good squibs for life please but like, you know, not a lot of people's throats getting slit, not a lot of the stuff where he's like put breaking legs with his traps, you know, 
all the stuff that basically was how he felt confident in a combat space wasn't there, but it did make for some funny, for some funny stuff, you know, like for us to now be like, okay, he's, he's in Thailand now and he's still trying to figure out a way to use his body for honor. So he's doing the stick fighting because he like needs also something to be at his level, if that makes sense too. And I did think that was pretty dope. I love um, the setup. I love that beginning. Yeah. Like, where he's like in Thailand. He's not fighting anymore. He's living exactly. with monks, you know, like, and then. Yes. Uh, this movie starts out perfectly where the third yeah. installment of a movie should to hopefully get this lead character to a place where they're really ready to let go of whatever had been happening in in this story up until now. And that is just like not allowed to happen here because of exactly what you're talking about. The Hollywood machine is like, no, but no. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, what, who is it? Kirkwood Smith or Red, Red Foreman, basically? Yes. Red Foreman. Yep. Kirkwood I mean, Smith. I, yep. I, I needed a lot more of him. He was not in this movie nearly enough. I thought for sure he was going to be bad. How yeah. did he just not be bad? That's you what know? I was thinking too. And it's just like, oh man, they someone should have written him a better part in this movie, like a, a mole part or something, you know what I mean? Where he, th- you think he's working for the American government. And then it turns out he's like a Russian mole or something. That's what I was thinking yeah. too, was I was like, Oh, the big bad just like is the big bad. He just is that guy. The there's nothing else. Yeah. There's no tension I... there about who's the villain. That was another thing too, where it was like, yeah, you just know right away. And he's basically just playing generic Russian bad guy you know yeah there wasn't any um nothing special I, in that. I will say now that you bring up die hard that my favorite part of this movie not to step on like later categories but like when he, when it's more of the like you know jungle like more of first blood where they're like yes. in, the ca- in the caves and he's like mm-hmm. taking people out with the bow and arrow i'm like yes. this is what this is what this movie should have been i feel like more of you know what I mean? Instead of just like the all that. I mean, I mean, that's I get like you need like the explosions and, you know, just straight up machine gunning everywhere and stuff like that. But that's to me, that's like the best stuff. And I think in Rambo four, which I remember liking when it came out, I do remember that, like, they focus a lot more on that type of like um, search and rescue element. And like the kills were like fucking brutal, like in exactly like personal, like, you know, they really. Yes. Um, went in on that on those kills and stuff like that so like when he starts you know setting the traps and um like there was one with the glow stick the guy like like, picked up the glow stick and it was attached to a grenade and then boom (laughs) god so good the creativity those were the moments that like really stuck with me from the movie because like i said i couldn't tell you what happened in the middle like i just was my eyes were kind of glazing over a little bit. That is the weird part about this movie. That's what's kind of weird about it is that it does. It is a weird, like he is trying to do something. He's trying to say something in this movie that isn't just about this guy and this character and what guys like him experience. He also is straight up like, yo, this war in Afghanistan is basically Vietnam, you guys. Yeah. And he, He's correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's yeah. just an interesting. And he's gonna single-handedly save it. He's gonna single-handedly win it for them. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Maybe that's our issue: is that we're missing a Rambo. He's um, not Cold War. I love like every time like someone's just like 
you know, like, what are you going to go in yourself? And he's like, if I have to. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's afraid, too. It's true. Yeah. He always yeah. has just, like, a slick, like, one-liner back at them. Like, uh, or, and, like, even the when they're trying to recruit him at the beginning and he's like, nah, you know, like, I love that whole conversation. Yeah. Or it's just like, you know, basically they're like, you can't turn it off. Like, you're a trained killing machine or whatever like that. And, he, yep. you know, and you know, just think about it. Just think about it. <laughs> right. Right. We can you always use your talents, you know, always being reminded of these talents, but also wanting to find a way to embrace them. And I also feel like this movie just suffers from being taking place when warfare starts to change into who has the bigger tank and who's got the Missile. bigger choppers and yeah, yeah, missiles and stuff. Right. Yeah. I feel like, you know, Vietnam is not, that's not the kind of war it is, even though obviously they're dropping horrendous things too. Yeah. Um, it's not, uh, I guess like, you know, it's a similar situation where he has, he's the franchise is maybe trying to be like, can Rambo just literally pick up and be the mo modern soldier too? And then it was like, yeah, he can yeah. <laughs> when he like first busts through, but can't get to his um, captain. And he like takes over the big gun and takes mm -hmm. out the helicopter. Yeah, it was pretty dope. It was pretty dope. It was. Um, I guess he did like a lot of his own stunts, too. Like um, you can tell, I think. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you could you could tell that's one of the things I liked about it, too. And they bring that up in the Roger Ebert interview, too, where he was just like, um, you know, if you if you pan two feet to the right of any shot, you would see an ambulance there ready to take me to a hospital if something went wrong, like because there would be explosions behind me that I could like feel the heat. But like, yeah, you know he was I mean? like getting against yeah. walls and then stuff was blowing past him. And I was like, dude, if you don't hit your mark, man. Yeah. And he's in great shape in this one, too. Like, this is He's fucking, crazy cut. He's fucking jacked. Like glistening yeah. <laughs> every shot. He's glistening, and he's so tan. He's so tan. And the hair, um, the hair is you know with the with the bandana. Never stop. The hair is so funny, <laughs> so so funny. Honestly, um, the yeah, last I, Rambo movie was like one star just from not having a bandana the entire time. Like, what are and you? And that's even, important. What, what are you even doing? It's like making an Indiana Jones movie without the fedora. Like, what the fuck? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. God, I love the shot when he's tying it too, and how oh, like yeah, that's and he's flexing like. Yes. Yeah. Tropic Thunder all the way. Like it makes me. It made me so happy to see how, even though this is like a deeper one of the Rambos or something that like people know about it. It's still an important entry. And I know that Sly is not here to pretend like it didn't happen either. So I really thought it was fun to watch this movie after we watched the doc and we're mm -hmm. thinking and hearing a little bit more about him and the way he relates to this character. That was a really fun way of watching this, like seeing for sure he's doing his own stunts, like the way these horses are oh, falling cool and stuff yeah, i like the i was like dude this is conan level where i'm like you jerks we're definitely not being nice to these horses yeah. i don't trust you yeah. um well, how horses are trained that, though uh, they they are you know i'll give them yeah, some, some of them though. can do yeah. cool shit and like he was doing cool stuff like when he like uh you know was on the horse down on the ground and then he like swung up really fast and mm -hmm. was like really controlling the horses that was really dope I liked his, my favorite horse, or the one that sticks out to me, is the Molotov cocktail. He's trying to Molotov cocktail the chopper on the of horse. Of course. 
But then oh, yeah. he gets shot down. He gets shot off the horse. Um, he has to climb over. He drags through the sand. But then still gets the Molotov cocktail and then uses it on a tank instead. Like, you know, <laughs> this will work. <laughs> yeah, either he's going to win, right? He's not yeah. going to not get a target here. And that is pretty fun that he, it doesn't matter where he is. This movie is the one that sort of blurs the line forever between like Rambo being able to not die kind of no matter where you put him, you know, like when the, let's be honest, the the best part of this movie is when he pushes the arrow out of his abdomen. Oh yeah. Does an internal bomb to Carter. And that looked insane. Like, I don't know how they did that. Really cool. You can see the fire on either side of him. And so I'm just like. Yes, and it appears like it's really him being like, oh, like so there's a hole. There's a fire going through a hole in his body. Like, I do not know how they got that shot. That was incredible. It's very cool. Yeah, yeah. it's really, really cool. And that's exactly it. Is that like once we do that shot, it's sort of like. This guy is more than just the average soldier. But again, uh, that's that's the stuff that you remember is the survival stuff, the tactical stuff. It's not the like big explosion stuff, like for, at least for me, like that's the stuff that's yeah, I'm gonna remember bow. from this movie, like the bow and arrow stuff, the mm-hmm. you know, cauterizing his wound. Although I will say that I read somewhere that like some doctor was like, you shouldn't do that, like. No, you, didn't you know will that, kill by... yourself immediately <laughs> if you do that. If you, I mean, like even like the the smaller versions in movies where it's just like you're just adding a third degree burn to a wound, <laughs> like <laughs> exactly. Which, like, I never thought about, but I'm like, yeah, that's just like a cool thing for the movies, I guess. Like <laughs> that's right. That's exactly right. Yeah it it looks cool, it seems cool, and it sort of makes sense to us, so we go with it. But it is, it's, it's what we love most about him with the same magic that he as a creator and an artist wants to bring. He wants that larger than life, fantastical ability to survive something like that. And he wants that, that tactical realism to be there too. Yeah. And okay. Well, I, this is the last thing I'll say about the Roger Ebert interview. Cause it was, there's so much good stuff in it, but like Ugh. he brings up um, Roger Ebert made this connection. He said, yeah, you're too, your two go-to uh, franchise guys are people who don't talk a lot and have five, they start with R and have five letter names, Rocky and Rambo. <laughs> I was talking about that yesterday. I was like, well, well, well that's weird. Go and, ahead. And, and this is the funny part. So I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that makes sense. And then and Sly goes, yeah, I'd also put Cobra on there too. That's like the third one. <laughs> because I guess Cobra had like come out a couple of years before that. And I'm like, Sly, no. Cobra's not. Did you, have you seen Cobra? Yes. Have you seen Cobra? Oh man, yeah. Cobra. It's not a good movie. It's not. Good. It's really rough. <laughs> yeah. Cobra is rough, dude. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. It's basically <laughs> like really, his really Dirty funny. Harry, I guess. Like I don't know what he was trying to go for. Like he was, he was definitely trying to be. He was doing the Charles Bronson thing yeah. of the time. Like those movies are really, really um, graphic with dudes who are I think like. That's where you met Brigitte Nielsen, though. So I mean, that's like that makes perfect sense. Yeah, that's gonna work out. Or was that after Rocky Four? I can't remember the timeline. Maybe that was he was already. With oh wait, her. because she's in, was in Rocky, I yeah. think. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she was from Rocky. <laughs> So, right. I don't know. Yeah, she was what all over couple. the 80s. Honestly, though, every time I think of her relationships, I'm like, I don't know who would look normal next to her. You know what I mean? Like, obviously I not think obviously not Flava Flav, but like Sly Stallone, like she loves her short kings, I guess. Those those guys are short. 
<laughs> she wants big personalities. Yeah. You know, not big necessarily big guys. Things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, oh my man. gosh. Wow. That's so good. See, like he's even able to have a sense of humor about himself, about his work, about the way people see his work and him. And I think that's another interesting part about when I'm watching this with that knowledge and that kind of alignment now is just sort of like, wow, this must have been crazy to shoot. Some of the ways that these helicopters appear to be so low, the amount I wonder of where they did shoot it. Charges, like it must have just been like in the middle of nowhere in a desert or something like it looks like uh, it looks like like there's like three movies from the 90s that when I was watching it, I was naming because I was like, I think they shot this here, this here and this here because this valley I've seen this valley a million times. So I know it from other movies. And it does seem like they were just like, that's right. Hollywood has leased this area for the next five years. We got tax breaks here. Everybody mm. shoot your scenes here. And it I just feel like they blew up the whole valley. They were all over it and they had so many people and horses and tanks and shit. I just was really surprised at the I guess at like the level they were going for when like technically they're not really doing a war. You know, like it was yeah. just like a small group of Soviet people occupying one area in the desert, but like the war or I guess like the battle scenes really felt like the way when we're watching a true war movie. It was just like, happened. don't let them get away. Like that's what it turned into. It was just like, yeah. let's and send they, all of yeah, our resources like, to get this one go. guy. Yep. And nice and easy right out of the back. He sneaks always every, uh, every time. So yeah. Yeah. I feel like the stunts of course were good, but the stuff that worked the most for me is, is just like you. I feel like when he's doing the, it's just him reconciling with how what he's going to do to protect himself and to make whoever is, you know, he deems or easily is identifiable as the bad guy, what he's going to do to make them pay. And when he did, when he was messing with this guy and like taunting him in a, a weird way, because like they never had a face to face battle, no. you know, like stare which down is... through like a chopper, which like I don't even think you can really do at that height. Like I just <laughs> No, it was pretty lame. It was pretty lame. You know, couldn't get the final thing that you really want to have. But it's he does talk to him over the walkie-talkie, though. That's that's the one. uh, But like you know, we want to see him throw a knife in this guy's neck, you know, and then ram it in there, and then be like, "You you can't be take from these people with this." You know what I mean? Like we needed that. Um. Because it was oh. just so good. Like him being like, it's the rebels. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so filming locations, they did go to Thailand for that uh, beginning shoot. Nice. Which is cool. Uh, Arizona. Yuma, Okay, Arizona. so that's where they, yeah, that's uh, got to be the desert where they like shoot, sh- we're shooting everything for a little while there. Yeah. Uh, California, Imperial County, California. Let's go. Just a bunch of mo- different mountains in Arizona and then Israel, I guess. So, Whoa. Yeah. Didn't see that coming, huh? It might have been for those like cliff mountain side scenes, maybe. I don't know. Like, do they, ha- they don't have them? they don't have those in Arizona, do they? I don't know. I was going to say, I don't know what they do. It might have been in California, have. too, though. I don't know. It's a good We'll have to rewatch. Um, I'm pretty sure that they use the same valley in Starship Troopers. So if it you did get look the familiar, though, now that you say that, it did look familiar. 
Oh my god, we got to do Starship Troopers at one point, by the way. We do. Paul Verhoeven yeah. directed it, so we absolutely do. Oh god. Yeah. Speaking of kings. Yeah. This is this one was an interesting one just in terms of when you think of these franchises and we talk about how they keep making them. Watching this too made me think a lot about how he's like, yeah, when I'm trying to get these characters come back to come back and I'm up against people who are like, this character's done, like, no. Watching this movie, I was like, oh shit, like this is it, where you spent a whole lot of money and you did a lot of cool shit, but there's just like something missing. There's just like, it just like isn't as much as we wanted. It isn't as it isn't what everybody thought it would be. And now you're kind of beholden to that. You're like stuck with that until you can maybe feel like there's enough time for someone who's a real Rambo fan to, to join you and give you another shot. And Sly is so good at like rescuing his own franchises, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I'm like reading some of the trivia here and it's hilarious. Like God, so six, $63 million budget was the most expensive film ever made at the time. Uh, $63 million? Yeah. <laughs> That's Whoa. I mean, it, and it kind of shows though. Like, like I said, there's so many explosions and shit getting blown up. Like, yes, that shit is not cheap. Like, full blown sets getting blown up and like, like vehicles. Yep, um, tanks, tanks. Yeah, there was one I was laughing. Said during filming, Sly had a close call with a spinning helicopter blade. If he had been struck, it would have decapitated him. Stallone just <laughs> laughed and said, "At least that has saved the fortune on haircuts." <laughs> He's the best. Fucking he is fly, so witty. God. So witty. <laughs> Always has a line for everything. Um, God, yeah, these are just these are hilarious. Obviously, wow. Hot Shots. Have you seen Hot Shots Part Two? I've always wanted to, but I haven't. I never checked those out. Those those are Charlie Sheen spoof movies, right? They are. Uh, the first one is making fun of Top Gun. Um, more of course. But then uh, part two is like a lot of first, like Rambo uh, movies. So uh, it's <laughs> all right. I'll have to check it out, especially because Charlie Sheen, huh? Yeah, it's pre it's pretty fun. I mean, he's really comedic actor. Like he's like, you know, people don't Just think like of him platoon. that way. But he's like, gonna make the tune and then like show back up and be like, but this time I'm gonna make fun of it. <laughs> That's kind so of awesome. Many, there's so many good gigs in there. There's like one where it's just like. He's basically taking out like a village, you know, Rambo style. And like there's like eventually there's like a um kill count counter that keeps going every time he Perfect. shoots somebody. Yep. There's also another scene where he's on a boat going one way, and then Martin Sheen, his dad, goes the other way and they high five each other. Yes. <laughs> like Perfect. like apocalypse now platoon like yep. style like oh man yeah that's that's a great i actually like the second one better than the first one the first you are gonna see a hot shots all right i think i saw that they're on max right now so i'm gonna try to watch i Ooh. think i think it'll be really good to having just seen a rambo movie and it being fresh in your in your head like totally yeah. <laughs> oh man yeah, yeah, this this one, the best takeaways are for sure, like the bow, the stuff when he's doing the tactical Rambo stuff. And I will say I do like that he wanted to make sure that that father figure situation that him and the colonel relationship got was central to this story if he was really going to go somewhere else. And so I do feel like in a small way that does save 
this story and keep it a Rambo story rather than just make it sort of like, you know, a story that it, that Rambo was able to fit into. It does feel like because the colonel's there, this is Rambo's story, even though he's going to someone else's war zone this time. Yeah, and I was trying to look at the director's like filmography. That, that he didn't do a lot, a whole lot after. Nah. Never, nah. never ending story three like was he just like the third sequel guy like the he must have been who he went <laughs> yeah we got a uh, part three coming up for uh for this series who should we call peter mcdonald peter mcdonald let's he get loves- mcdonald on it yeah, yeah. <laughs> he loves those threes he's very good at it but he also yeah, did he- adventures of young indiana jones the tv series it's all right <laughs> I've seen some of them. Uh, they, that is a time. That's a time. But I, I mean, his last credit is 2021. So it's t- all right. He's out here. He works TV credit. So, you know, get it while you can, man. Get it while that's you can. right. That's where the work had been. That's mm-hmm. where the work had been. Yeah, I, it is interesting how Sly kind of the people he works with are always so random in that way. You know, mm-hmm. he's not like Tom Cruise, where he has like a Macquarie who is like, this guy always gets what I see or do or want to say or do. It is interesting how he kind of moves around with things like that. And he's not like a conventional director, I don't think, in the sense of like, do you, does Sly bring the same editors and colorists and production designers to things? Do you like, did you learn so. anything about that in... Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm looking at the screenwriter also wrote Bloodsport, which is another movie that I love Bloodsport. Yeah. We have to do that. We're going to do Kumate, Kumate. It's true. We need to get into the Van Damme of it all because hey, we that, that was uh, 88 too. So that'd be another 35th anniversary. That we should, oh, yeah. shit. Dang, we are running out of this year because we also have to do Charlie's Angels full throttle and get some women up in this mix. <laughs> and, and old boy. That's... And old boy. Get oh, some foreign, foreign uh, is... market. Dude, the eights and threes, uh, they're good years for movies because there's mm-hmm. so many good anniversaries happening. Um, yeah, I think Stallone just picks people that he knows that like he'll have Final Cut kind of over. Like that's just my. That's probably pretty. And probably it's, right you know, it's that. like not a secret that like a lot of these guys don't like have a lot of different other credits. You know what I mean? Like I feel like that's just like an indication of that. Nothing that against why. I mean, all power to you. Like he, like you said, he puts up a lot of his own money. He's the star of these movies, you know, That's right. so makes sense. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I can't I can't quite hate on it. Right. It's like he makes all the decisions. It's just it is interesting and a little surprising that he never really found a kind of collaborator or person he could really trust and relax to execute his vision. The way that I feel like, you know, Cruz and Macquarie work today and, you know, DiCaprio and Scorsese work and like people are you know, these collaborators, they're looking for good pairs. And I guess I don't know if like Arnold has one or not. He may not need one. And, you know, maybe Sly doesn't either. They're both those kinds of guys. So it's all good. <laughs> I was trying to, I was like thinking, I'm like, did he direct? So he only directed Expendables 1. And so these they've had different directors for each of the each sequels. Time. Like even I was like trying to look for 4 and the 4 is a new guy. that I, I huh. Um. You know, I've seen some of his movies, but Scott Wow Wow Wog. I don't know how you pronounce that. A U G H. Um, but yeah, that he did Expendables for. Um Okay. So later in his career he starts to work more openly with directors, but 
yeah, at this time, it, you know, we're already moving on to someone else's directing. He has a co-writer. I hear Expendables but... 4 is bad, by the way. I've, I've been hearing oh, some bad. I have it. I missed it. I skipped it. I rewatching uh, the first one to do a little quick bump on it. And then also rewatching some of the other ones to try to get prepped for number four was like, I think I had saturated by accident. So when I'm in the mood again, I'll peep it. But the two things I heard cool. is that, you know, Eco, UA and Tony job ja barely like have a fight in it, like are in it that much. And same thing Come with uh, the old Expendables cast. Like they focus a lot more on the newer, the younger guys. And I'm just like, oh, man, that's, that sounds like such a bummer time for me. <laughs> like Those yeah, were the two things doing? I was looking forward to is like the old cast and the new guy and those raid the raid guys and Ungbok, like those guys like i fuck yeah but yeah yeah for some Why reason we... american directors cannot get those guys in a good movie i just don't understand it like so we just don't know how yeah we're we it's a work in progress and that's why you and i are going to continue to try to wear our studio hats and one day we'll correct these mistakes but yeah somebody it, was it, talking it, about Ungbok though I, I, I oh it was on youtube they were counting down best action movies and so like and they mm -hmm. were just showing scenes from different ones and they showed the the ungbok double knee through the the floor finishing move yeah. and i was like oh yeah movie buffs approved we covered it we covered it <laughs> that's right that's kill, right kill, kill bill was also like number three you know what i mean like there was a bunch of ones we covered in that top 10 which i was i was happy to see I'm like that means, that means that means we're doing our job you know that's like, right that's right we're in good company we know We've got good taste, but there are always more to watch. So yeah, I think and the this, raid was, was the fun. raid was number one. Yep, the raid was number one. So of course, the raid is an amazing modern action movie, and yeah, I, I guess just make one of those every year. Like we, they should, they literally should just make a raid every year. I would not honestly. I don't care if yeah. it's like you just call it raid three or raid four. Like just keep doing them. Like are just give are, me colons. Just call it I'm something else. Into it and just, but it's basically the raid, the same premise. Fuck it, I don't. <laughs> Be fine. Yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah. Just change the setting, maybe. Like not not an apartment building, just somewhere else. You know. Like I said, we will be wearing our executive <laughs> hats as we try to solve this issue. Um, but it, it's true. Like my, the taking these franchises from where they start into the future is a weird thing. It looks weird in Rambo. It looks weird in the Expendables franchise. And the last, I, I think the like, last Rambo was so bad too. Like I, I hated the last Rambo. Like <laughs> I don't think I saw it. The last one I saw was with was with um, Julie Benz from like '08 or something. Yeah, that's four. But okay, the okay. last Last Blood is what it's called. It's just it's so racist. I was just like, I'm out. I'm out. Like from the beginning. Shit. Like yeah, it's kind of hard not to be like. There, even though obviously he wants to frame like going into Afghanistan and like trying to join the culture, understanding White the savior. rebels. Yeah, yeah, he like pops in and like steal, like joins their game and is like, "That's right, I'm, I'm also the best at your game. Thanks yeah. for inviting me." <laughs> like, it's a, it's a little funny. And also, yeah, he's he wants to like make ties and save the world, and that's both you know an issue and why we love him. So. You know, yeah, last I'm blood glad. Was, last blood was it was just so weird. He has a Mexican wife, which I was like, whatever, fine. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. But then it's like the daughter's like a teen, rebellious teen, and she wants to go to Mexico to 
uh, get with her dad and he's like, don't go there. You know, there's nothing good going on over there. She spends like two minutes in Mexico and gets like raped and murdered or something. And I'm just like, this is crazy. Oh, like it yeah. was. Yeah. The tone, like the tone of that movie was. He's gone dark. full Clint Eastwood, yes. but like the wrong way. Yeah. You know? And then it was like after that, it was just like him killing Mexicans for like an hour. And I just was like, this is just ooh, do not. Again, not a good time. Like, <laughs> how did you not learn from Rambo 3? Stay yeah. in Vietnam. Stay yeah. there. That's where it is. Right. Yeah, it was tough. And just like the most <laughs> brutal, like saw level kills too. Like it was just all over the place. Like the choices that were made in there. I was just like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, trying to take the, trying to bring this franchise into the future will remain a challenge. And I think, you know, like if we see these things again, they'll be reborn. So I, I think I've had my fill of Sly. We did the doc. We've done another Sly movie. I, I did Cliffhanger last year. I did a fair amount of Sly movies too. Now that's that's a banger. Yes, it is such a banger, dude. And it's underrated. Um, like, why do people talk about Cliffhanger and and Sly? Because they're stupid. That's movies. why. <laughs> because they're so dumb, of course. Um, but you know, I'm excited to continue to look at other things and then see how in the future, if anybody keeps a franchise like Rambo alive, how they would, what it would be, and what I kind of would love is if somebody did like a period piece in 15 years mm -hmm. and they did like a movie that what like they did the original film again they just did it as a period piece that'd be so sick i could get down with that i just think he needs to move into like if he wants to continue acting which i don't know if he does or not but he needs to move into that drama he's a good dramatic actor well, he's he is before. and so he, he, he needs to lean into those muscles like you know what i mean all right like, that's another one of our executive hat assignments. We will be trying to figure out how to help Sly transition into a more graceful, dramatic part of his career. It's just and when you get the Expendables route, it's just like it starts to become sad a little bit. He you know broke what I mean? his like, back, you know, you know I mean? like yeah. he's given like, his body too it's much. It's like, Grandpa, Grandpa, you can't, what do we say? You can't be <laughs> lifting right. that by yourself. Like you can't right. do that. <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore. It's time for you to relax. Yes. Um, Real quick though, I, I, did you have any uh, best stunts or best kills? There's like a million to choose from in this movie. The best oh. stunt is, I think I share it with you, the, you know, sealing the wound on his side. It's just, that I don't know also, how they did it. That is yep. also my best stunt, yes. <laughs> I have no idea how they did it. Um, but I will say, love the horse stuff too. I don't like that it looked really scary and some of it looked like maybe those horses did really get hurt. But I do love horses and I love when people are really good at riding horses. <laughs> so I definitely like that stuff. Uh, what about you? Yeah, that was my best stunt uh, for sure. Yeah, just like it just looks so real good. and I don't know how they did it. Like it was amazing stunt. Um, and then best kill for me, it's tied. I guess like the most famous one, the one I've seen like the gif of a million like before, like people posting is the one where he like um screws like the explosive arrowhead and then like takes out the helicopter yeah so, like that's like the most the more famous conventional choice but honestly like when he fights the big dude you know kind of like the indiana jones thing we're talking about like the big guy with a weird mustache <laughs> yeah you know, like for some reason that's like a trope or whatever in these movies yep. um and then his how he gets it like he gets like stabbed and then a rope tied around his neck kicked down the cave 
with, by pulling a grenade in his pocket and then exploding as his neck gets snapped from the rope. I was like, that's right. That was like a triple kill. <laughs> like that was like I had to rewatch it. I was like, died, wait a like, what did four I times? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So that was like, in terms of like just efficiency, I have to give that one props. Yeah. Uh, yes, the the creativity <laughs> will never be lacking when it comes to kills. It's just sometimes there's not enough, or they're not happening in the in an exciting enough order until we get into these scenes. But it had me being like, I can't wait to rewatch Hawkeye this holiday season. <laughs> and he and he plays a chicken with a helicopter in a tank, which I also like don't know Amazing. how they did that like did they just straight up like throw a tank at a helicopter like I don't know. maybe they did right because <laughs> i haven't they seen that have. since like true lies i think did one of those where Ugh, you know, that's helicopter another one gotta put that on the list it's coming to blu-ray next year finally yes Can't, okay James yeah Cameron's that's definitely on the calendar in the future for sure um but yeah, I thought uh, t we could try something a little different this time. I had one Ooh. more question before okay, yeah. we jump out. Throw it, throw it, throw um, it. Uh, what do you think about an alternate title? You know how First mm. Blood, then First Blood Part 2, and, th and then just uh, Rambo 3 here. First what, Blood what Part 2 alternate... is really funny when you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So I wondered if yeah. you could think of a fun subheader or a better title for this movie. Hmm. You go first. I got to think. Put me on the spot I mean, mostly here. I was just using plays on words like Rambo colon Arabian Nights or Rambo colon Enter Sandman. Those are the ones that I was playing with. <laughs> I got to look at like some of his like uh, his quotes, like because I feel like there's a quote in here. Where uh, oh man we we didn't mention this but uh, this was a great quote I love from the Colonel Are you insane One man against trained commandos Who do you think this man is God No God would have mercy He won't <laughs> That's right That's Exactly it Oh how about he that How about that Rambo No mercy Rambo Oh Rambo oh. No mercy Ooh that's good That's good Okay cool. Okay, cool. Let's, yeah, I think I'm going to try to create a poll uh, for alternate titles, see see what wins, and also see if anyone has any good ideas, because there is something about how movies like this, if they can have a subheader or something, it makes it easier for me to want to go back. Trying mm -hmm. to keep track with numbers when we're going to get deep, no fun. I just want a subheader, and it'll be easier that way, for sure. Okay, now one other great line, too. I forgot about this one, too. How's the wound? You taught us to ignore pain, right? Is it working? <laughs> Not really. Don't take it personal. Thanks. <laughs> Don't take it personal. Don't take it personal. You're the one-liners. Like you said it with the one-liners. That is the best. That's the best part of his character is with one line, he is doing what he can to say so much more. Yeah. And so I'll always love him. Always. You could tell he was kind of chasing the Arnold thing. But I mean, in this one, they're actually like pretty good. Like they're some of them get like really bad in some of the bad Sly movies. But like this one, I was like, OK, with pretty much all of them because he barely talks. You know what I mean? Exactly. So he needs, so. <laughs> it, fits, it fits with what has been happening to Rambo. So it, it also it's close enough to to holding on to what some of the tenants of Rambo were while trying to juggle the future. And so it's. Not really going to be the one I revisit, but I'm glad we nah. checked it out. Yeah, 
yeah, yeah the, uh, revisiting Rambo movies is just there's a it's a lot there's you got to be in the right headspace I feel like it's not it's true honestly it's true. though if you're looking like my recommendation it's an underrated like people are always asking for like Thanksgiving time of year recommendations Rocky's mm-hmm. a Thanksgiving movie I I think I think is a perfect Thanksgiving movie it's about yeah, family it's about vibes family um you know it's yeah what you're thankful for what really matters in life that's what would be my sly recommendation for this week thanksgiving perfect and of course you have to watch jingle all the way that's my arnold (laughs) recommendation (laughs) i can't wait to watch that every year i watch it it's so good what is it turbo Um, man Man. (laughs) exactly (laughs) that movie Uh, is epic yeah maybe this year we'll do like a christmas action movie um and see about like i did i talked Ooh. about die hard last year i did a quick pump of it so we could maybe do one of the deeper diehards or try to find like a violet holiday night? action have you seen violet night which came out last yes, year yes it was awesome violet right? night was okay really yeah, was, yeah. i thought got... another underrated gem that not too many people <sighs> talked about that's so. true People missed it, and we, God, there's so many good movies for us to cover. So, all right, anything else uh, about Rambo 3 before we get out of here? No, that's all I got. All right, cool. That wraps it up for us. Let's remind the people where they can find us. Get your fix and follow the show at We Stay Buff on Instagram and Facebook, on YouTube and Twitch at The Buffs. If you can follow me at Misfit underscore Minded on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, on Twitter at Rampage underscore Misfit, and my <laughs> website at MisfitMinded.com. Yes. Take us for a ride and subscribe to the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Please leave a positive review, five stars forever. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook at It's Me, Shani B. And please give us recommendations. I want to know what you're watching out there, too. Um, all right. Thanks again. Uh, we'll catch you next time for another edition of Movie Buffs. Stay buff.